Appreciate that. I'd ask you to take your Bibles and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I'll turn there as well. And the message will be sort of a message of encouragement um, and also a report as well at the same time. Second uh, Timothy here, just a second. I don't bring my big preaching Bible from New Zealand because of the weight in it, but um, in Second Timothy uh, 2, verses 10 through 13, it shows some of my life verses here as well. And Isaiah 6, 8 says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. And essentially, that's what a mission, missionary is, is a, um, a preacher that's been sent uh, to some other place. And as I mentioned to the church this morning, uh, we are up in Ajax this morning, many of you, if you came and visited us in New Zealand, you would probably feel fairly at home, because New Zealand today is very similar to Canada in many ways. And the, you wouldn't run into a lot of culture shock or anything like that. Um, but one thing that would be different is you, we drive on the other side of the road. So that might be a little bit of culture shock when you pull out on the highway. But other than that, it's not a lot different because it's, it, it also was part of the British Commonwealth. And so even when we became uh, New Zealand citizens, we became dual citizens. And we did that for the reason we didn't want them when we became uh, retirement age to say, go home. We wanted to be able to stay and continue to minister. And so hopefully that's what will take place. But when we did that, we also had to um, give an oath to the queen because um, that was part of the, the process of becoming a citizen. So anyway, we've done that. So we really don't plan on leaving. Our plans are to stay and minister in New Zealand as long as God allows us to. And we're doing it because people need the Lord. And people need the Lord right here in Canada, and they need people need the Lord in New Zealand and many other countries around the world. But what I'm seeing going on in the world today, we answered the call that said, here am I, send me, like Isaiah was talking about. And we saw a need in New Zealand, so we went. But what I'm seeing around the world today is I'm seeing the world trying to eliminate the need for a savior. They're trying to get rid of the savior. Obviously, we know since, um, since the early days, um, Satan was trying to get rid of Jesus Christ. And he's continuing that on. Well, he's continuing it on these days by trying to make sin not sin. They're trying to make everything that God calls an abomination, they're trying to make that seen as normal life. And that there is no sin. Because the Bible says, for all of sin and come short of the glory of God. And that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But if there is no sin, then there's no need for a Savior. And if there is no sin, then the world doesn't have to worry about uh, pleasing God with their life. And so I really believe that the world's trying to do is trying to normalize everything that God calls sin so there is no need to confess, repent, and turn to Christ. 
And in uh, missionaries, we do the same thing you do here. We're obviously working and uh, telling people about Christ, seeing them come to know Christ, training them so that they can lead others to Christ as well. In these verses, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 10 through 13, it says this, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Now, that passage there, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a Calvinist or anything by the elect's sake there. That's not what I'm talking about. I know God knows who will come to know Christ as Savior and, and who will not. But I know the Lord says, whosoever will may come. And so we're witnessing to whoever we can because we don't know who, who will accept Christ as Savior. But the passage there is talking about enduring all things. And you know, in life, there are hard things that come in life. There are easy things that come in life. But we have to endure. Uh, a number of years ago, I decided to run in a marathon. And we were in the city of Rotorua. And in the city of Rotorua, there's a lake. Uh, and the lake is actually the crater lake of a volcano. And believe it or not, the whole city is within the crater of the volcano. I know that sounds a bit crazy, right? Um, and you say, well, it's dormant, right? Well, it does have steaming mud and, or bubbling mud and steaming stuff coming out of the ground. And occasionally there will be a little eruption someplace around town. Maybe boiling mud gets thrown two or 300 meters into the air. So yeah, it's dormant, sort of. Anyway... But that lake is 42.2 is, um, kilometers around that lake. That's the size of the crater lake for this volcano. Well, they decide it's the perfect distance for a marathon, so they do a marathon every year. Well, I thought, you know, I could use a little training to get in shape, so I decided to train for it. Well, I trained probably not enough. But anyway, I trained and I ran, but my goal was to just get around the lake. I didn't care if I ran the whole thing. I just wanted to finish. And so I did. Now, I will tell you, that was a long way to go. If you can imagine getting out and walking 42 kilometers tomorrow, I don't know one destination from here to where that would be from here. But trust me, whichever direction you go, it's a long way. And it took endurance. I had to keep going and going and going. And on the one end of the, the lake, it's actually kind of mountainous as well. So you have to go up these hills and then back down the other side. And then a long, gradual slope for about 10 Ks uphill. So it, it's a challenge. But in the Christian life, it's a challenge as well. And we, we struggle with things in the Christian life. They come our way, but we can't give up. Because people around us are watching us. If they know you're a Christian, they're watching you. And they're wanting to see if you're going to carry on for God, or if when the hard times come, are you going to quit and give up? And folks, we need to endure. Because people need the Lord. And they need to see Christians that are faithfully serving God. He says, um, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It's a faithful saying, if we be dead with him, that's dying to self, that's saying, I no longer want to live for myself, 
He says, if we be dead with him, and as Jesus Christ died and was buried and rose again, as we die to self, it says, we shall also live with him. And if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. And if we deny him, he will also deny us. Now, you know, sometimes we, we have little sufferings when we're on mission fields. You miss a lot of things. You, you kind of miss the birthday parties of family. You often miss the, uh, the weddings and, and sometimes funerals and, and all these different things. You miss some of the, many of those things. But to be honest, we are spoiled today because of technology. And we are very thankful for that as well, that it is not near as hard for us today being on the other side of the world as it was for missionaries 70, 80, or 100 years ago. Those people, they would write a letter and they would send it away and it would take two or three months to get to where it was going. And they would wait two or three months to get a reply back. And that would have been very, very difficult. But today we are fortunate that we can, we can get on the phone and video chat with someone, our family. And like when my parents were getting up in age and my, my mother lived to be 89, but she had cancer four times during that time. And passed, she passed away at 89. Even the week before she passed away, I was able to talk to her on, on the video chat. And I'm thankful for that time because, you know, it didn't used to be that way. And my father as well, he lived to be 96, and I was able to talk to him just shortly before he passed away as well. But the, the technology we have today helps it. So missionaries, when they're on the other side of the world, we can ask for prayer. And it can be almost immediate that people are praying for us. And like when we went through the trial with Zeke, we were, we were in tears often, of course, because Zeke was sick, and we knew he, his time on earth was short, but we were in prayer often out of gratefulness of the prayers of people all around the world that were sending us messages saying they were praying, and they were, they were there to support us and help us, and that was a great encouragement. So folks, I want to encourage you to encourage one another especially as people go through trials. And here in this passage, it says, um, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. In the world we live in today, we can't afford to deny Christ. We can't afford because the souls of your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, maybe your grandkids, maybe your children, their souls are, are needing the Lord. And if we deny the Lord and we go away from God, that could cause them to never come to Christ. So we need to be faithful in, in following of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 25, it says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And that is so true. You know, my wife and I, some people say, you gave your life for New Zealand. You gave your life for the people there in New Zealand. But you know, as we go to different functions now, or we host them at our church, and we see the numerous people that were in our first ministry, and our second ministry, and now our third ministry, and people in the, that have been in the youth camps, and it's, it's quite an amazing thing, because some of these people we see now, 
in these different uh, events, some of those were babies that we held when they were first born. And they are now parents with two or three children. And they're faithfully serving the Lord in their local church. And, and that's an amazing thing, seeing that generational changes and people still following God. And folks, I want to tell you, God is working in New Zealand. And we are thankful for that. But there are also challenges. Um, many of you, I'm sure here in Canada, have had many of the same sort of laws put in place that are sort of anti-biblical type laws. But we in New Zealand, they've, they've just done the new one with the uh, anti-conversion therapy thing that they did. And when they were talking about that in Parliament, one of the parliamentarians said, when the missionaries came to New Zealand, and they were talking about there were just the Maori uh, people that were in New Zealand, this person said, when the missionaries came, they stole away the Maori's sexuality. Because this person was saying that Maoris were able to have sex with whoever they wanted to, or male, female, and all that other stuff. And they said they stole away our sexuality, the missionaries. Now, saying that in Parliament was a direct attack on the Word of God and Christianity and the Bible. And so when they wrote the law, they put it into the law that you cannot talk to people about that topic about their sexuality, because if you try to change them from what they want to do, then you can get five years in prison. And that includes parents talking to their own children. There was no exemption made for parents. And it also included praying with people. Can you imagine prayer being listed in a law and making it illegal to pray with someone? And even if the person wants you to talk to them, about it, their consent does not relieve you from the penalty of the law, even if they want counsel about it. So that's the kind of laws we're facing there. I'm sure you're facing similar things here. Well, clearly God says we need to preach the word and teach them what the Bible says, and we will carry on doing that because God's word is truth. And it doesn't matter if countries make laws that are that say everything is okay to do, if God says it's wrong, it's wrong. And we need to stand for truth, even in the face of opposition. But we have to be wise, and we have to be careful how we do that. But understand, I tell our people, you know, we know things are getting closer and closer to the end. We don't know how far we are from the end. We don't know if the end times are... If, if the Lord's going to come back in 10 years or 20 years or 100 years, we don't know when. But no matter how bad things get, our job has not changed. Our job is to reach people for Jesus Christ. And that's what we plan to do, and that's what we're going to carry on doing. And we're just going to keep loving people. We know lots of people have lots of different ideas. But the love of Christ is to everyone. And we need to show that love of Christ so they can come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. So we've given our lives for that in the country of New Zealand, and I'm sure many of you have given your lives for that right here in Canada, to give your life that others might come to know Christ. What I want you to understand is it will be worth it all in the end. It will be worth it all in the end. In 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says this, 
But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Folks, it's not vain to serve God. It's not vain to go to a foreign country and serve the Lord in a foreign country. It's not vain to come to church on Sundays. It's not vain to come to church on Sunday night or, or whenever your doors are open here. It's not vain. God will be the rewarder. And he says, thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. And even though we go through trials, it's not vain. And folks, if God would burden your hearts to come to New Zealand, we could use the help. Um, there's about 22 to, or so good fundamental churches there right now that are working together and doing many things to try to reach Christ, the world for Christ. And they're sending out missionaries around the world too, like our churches. But the reality is there's lots of lost people here too. And if the Lord doesn't call you to go to New Zealand, I sure hope he'll call you to go across the street. I hope he'll call you to go down the, down the road or maybe at work and tell people about Christ because people need the Lord. And we have the victory through Christ. You know, as our grandson passed away, it was, it was, a, it was very difficult. And my wife and I and our daughter and son-in-law and our son, we were all part of the, the funeral. And... You know, it was sad, but we also knew there's victory in the end. And we will see Zeke again one day. And through his life, we already know of people who have trusted Christ. And I I believe there will be many more. But folks, we have the victory, and it is worth it all to serve Christ. And if you're questioning that, don't question it. Follow God with your life. Again, he is no fool or God says, for whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. Will you be one to go and help bringing in the sheaves, bringing in those that need the Lord? And I, I do want to thank you again for your faithfulness and your, and your support of us and the ministries there in New Zealand. And the fruit you saw in the video presentation is fruit to your account because you folks have all been part of that. And we are so thankful for that. And I know you support missionaries all in many places, but the fruit of those missionaries is your fruit because of your faithfulness in serving God. But just remember, it will be worth it all. It's not in vain. Keep serving the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for tonight. And Lord, I do thank you for this church. And Lord, I thank you for their faithfulness through the years. And Lord, for these folks that are out tonight and and they're just faithfully serving you day after day after day. And Lord, I pray that you might give them courage as they talk to their friends and their neighbors and their relatives. And Lord, help them to know in their own hearts and that they have the victory through you. And if there's anyone here tonight, Lord, that's never trusted you as Savior, I pray that they will, even today because we sure don't know what tomorrow might bring. But Lord, I thank you for the pastoral staff here and all they're doing, and I pray that you'll see many, many more people in this area come to know you as Savior, and that in New Zealand, we too will see many more come to know you as 
their Savior, so they can teach others also. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor?